welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 30 of the Photography Q&A podcast. This week we're going to be covering real estate photography. What a wonderful world. I've done my fair share of real estate photography and it is not as glamorous as it looks. Yes, shooting stunning multi-million dollar mansions would be great, but regular homes are not that exciting. Taking pictures of a house that's been staged is a pleasure. It really is. Unfortunately, few people pay to get a stager in. Staging companies are not cheap and the longer your property is on the market, the more it's going to cost you. Plus, if you still have to live in the house, it can be difficult messing around with stuff in there that's not yours. So the truth is that many of the homes you go in will need you to hide the dirty dishes in the sink. Yeah, I've been in homes where the beds weren't made and bathrooms were dirty. And I don't mean just messy. I mean filthy. Doesn't matter what you do with Photoshop, you can't clean some of those bathrooms. If you're going to choose real estate photography as a business, you need to educate the realtors and supply them with a checklist to give the homeowners before you even go in. It'll make your life so much easier. So what do realtors want? Well, there's great opportunities for a good photographer in real estate photography. Realtors are ego driven and want their images to look better than the competitors at all times. For this reason, you need to learn how the best real estate photographers go about getting those beautiful photos. I used to be a a member, or still am a member, I guess, on uh, Yahoo has a bunch of groups. And I was on a photography, a real estate photography group there. And some of the guys in some of these American cities out in L.A. and that, oh, incredible houses. It would be a pleasure to go do some of these houses. So most realtors have their own website and they need the photos for the website and they also need videos to show off their listings. They also put their listings on the MLS service here in North America. That stands for multiple listing services, I think. So like I say, that's just USA and Canada. I'm not sure if you have a similar service outside North America. There's going to be somewhere that they they all put their information. So the big thing now is drone photography and video Everyone wants aerial shots of these larger homes and need aerial video footage of the property also. If it's a waterfront home, you could come in with the drone coming over the water and then as it gets to the front of the home, it could even go up right up to the house and over the house. It could You could use it to go high above and pan down. It's, it's endless what you can do with the drone. So a lot of them are wanting this now, and there's a lot of money in that. So let's cover equipment. As far as the camera body goes, you can get great results with an entry-level camera body. The lens you choose depends on whether your camera has a cropped or a full-frame sensor. Cropped frame sensors give a a narrower field of view, so the lens choice is crucial. For a full frame camera, you need a 16 to 35mm zoom or a prime lens around the 16mm mark. For a crop sensor body with a multiplier of 1.5, you'll need a 10 to 18mm or 10 to 22mm zoom or a 10mm prime. Now, a 10 to 22 millimeter is with times by 1.5 is a 16 to 35 millimeter that you would use on your full frame camera. So if you don't understand the difference between a crop and a full frame camera body and the sensor sizes, I've got a blog post called cropped or full frame. Give that a read. It'll explain everything. These lenses give you a wide field of view, enabling you to get all the room into the frame. 
I've tried the kit lens and at 18 millimeters that works out at 27 millimeters with the 1.5 multiplier and 27 millimeters just isn't wide enough. So don't even bother with it. The next thing you want to consider is lighting. You need to light the rooms to achieve the quality you're looking for. Rooms with shadows in certain sections is not acceptable. Speed light flashes are the perfect solution for this, small enough to hide behind furniture and can get triggered remotely. You can get away with two speed lights, three would be perfect with a remote trigger. If you shoot in a kitchen for example, put one behind the island, if there is an island, put one behind the island, one next to you, shooting into the room, lighting your side of the room up, and maybe if there's an open door, like going into another room, put one just through the door in the other room so it's not visible. When the photo's taken, the added light brightens the room and the main thing is it removes the shadows from behind the island and the doorway so that it looks like there's a light on in the other room and behind the island there is no shadow from the flash in front of you. So you get a perfectly lit scene and everything looks just beautiful. It really is a game changer and not many real estate photographers use it. So learn how to do this. I might do a video. I'm just thinking how many speed lights I've got that work. I might do a video. If not, I'll point you to the forum that I used to go on. Very useful. Very useful indeed. Another item you desperately need is a tripod. You don't want to be hand shooting. You just don't. It doesn't have to be super expensive. Something in the $75 area is good enough. Just solid enough for a, a camera body with a small lens. Because these lenses are not big heavy things that you use for sports. See? Another thing you need to consider without a doubt you need to consider this is a drone because if you want the top realtors to use you you need to offer aerial video and still photography in most areas you need to be licensed to use one of these commercially so check out the requirements in your area um, i know in my area you have to be licensed for commercial and there's restrictions on where and how you can use them if you're going to offer videos of the inside of the property, which is a really good idea, you need a gimbal. And a gimbal is something that you mount your camera on and the gimbal balances the camera so there's no jerky movements as you walk through. Uh, they really are excellent. I've got one for my phone. They're just brilliant. Okay, how do you get customers? Most towns and cities have a real estate section in the local newspaper. Go through it, see who's selling the expensive high-end properties, visit all the real estate company websites and make a list of all the emails and phone numbers of all the realtors. There'll be a local real estate organization and they'll have lists of all of them. You could even get in touch with them and say, is it possible to get a list? They might give it you as a promotion because the realtors want to be promoted. Try and see. If not, go through the newspapers, look at all the websites of all the brokerages and just build your own list up. So before you start selling, you need to know your local market that we've just gone through, but you also need a portfolio. And if you've never done it before, you're going to have to get some shots. Now you could do your own house. That's one option. But what I would do is contact two or three local realtors. Tell them what you're doing. You need to build a portfolio and you'll do them free of charge. So once you've got your portfolio, then you're going to market the heck out of all the realtors in your area. Another way of getting more customers is getting in touch with the offices, like the brokerage offices where all the realtors work through. Go in there, put your business cards in there, ask if you can drop flyers off. 
anything so you can get in touch with your realtors. Go into the offices and just see what you can do for them. They'll they'll tell you what they need. They'll tell you if there's not enough photographers in the area. They'll tell you if the two, how much they charge. They'll tell you anything you want. Just go in and ask them. All right, so let's go over pricing. Now, realtors are cheap, but their egos are big. You see two realtors together, it's incredible to watch. It's, it's actually quite funny. So, how are you doing? Oh, I've never been busier. You know, they've been sat at home for two days doing nothing, but oh, I've never been busier. So it's all ego. Everything's ego driven with these guys. Don't be afraid of charging more than your competitors. A high price will be thought of as a better quality. So the better quality is what the big ego needs. So get up there and price yourself accordingly. Don't be scared. Don't be worried about it with these guys. They make an awful lot of money. Have a tiered price list so that the regular realtors, the small guys, the ones just starting out can still use you. If they just want images of the house, like a lot of these guys when they're starting out, they're using their own phone. The guys who are making lots of money understand that you need to spend money to make money. You need to get professionals in to do the job correctly. So have lower prices for smaller houses. You could even do your pricing on the size of the house, how many square feet or what it's priced at even. As far as the actual prices to charge, you really need to investigate your competition and find out what they charge. Most of the real estate photographers, just ask around who's the real, who who are the big real estate photographers. Go in a, an office and ask who are the realtors using. They'll tell you. Go to their website, see how much they charge. Get in there, price yourself accordingly, and compete against them. But don't compete on price. Offer them more than your competitors. For instance, if you're shooting a video, offer to put the realtor's logo and contact information at the beginning and the end of each video. Same on the photos. You can put their logo into the corner, their their image even. There's something around here, it's all photographs of the realtors. Put that image and the name on the corner of each photo. Now, I know the MLS rules used to say that you can't do that, but there's no one stopping them using those images on their website. Now, there's one section of the real estate market I haven't covered, and that is for sale by owner. They need photos too. They also need videos, walkthrough videos. You name it, they want exactly the same because the the thing they're doing is exactly the same as a realtor, just without a realtor. So put a price package together for them. Don't worry about the pricing. Have it the same as the realtors. Say it's realtor pricing. They are saving tens of thousands of dollars by selling the house on their own. So don't worry about it. They'll go for it if it's good quality. So if you offer the best quality photos and videos, you can make a great living shooting real estate. Avoid going in cheap and only shooting properties at the lower end of the market. It's just a race to the bottom. Build a reputation for quality and you'll do great. Don't worry about it. You'll you'll be fine. Just watch those realtors' egos. It can get the better of them sometimes. All right, so that's it for this week. I hope I haven't put you off real estate photography. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye.